Welcome to another episode of Indie Pioneers, a podcast by Cosmetics Design Asia. On this episode, I chat with Nerissa Lowe, the founder of Light Organics, about the many obstacles she's had to overcome to bring her organic makeup brand to market. Uh, many organic and natural beauty brand founders, you know, when I speak to them about their brand story, a lot of them, like yourself, are motivated to start their, their own business because of their personal experiences with issues like, you know, skin sensitivity and atopic dermatitis. But I think the first time I heard your story, I, it was the first time I physically recoiled because it involves a lot of things I don't like, like uh, frequent trips to the doctor and, and, and needles. So I was wondering if you could, <laughs> I was wondering if you could recount that and tell us why why how light organic started so basically what happened was i suddenly had this uh, bout of like really bad acne um and what happened was i actually it was actually all over my skin um on my face as well as on my body so i had pimples everywhere like including my chest and on my back and i had to go to the hospital every month um, to get my pimples individually injected with steroids and i had to be on this um very big dosage of orotin as well which basically causes um, depression like it also causes your organs to like dry up. So every three months, I actually had to go and get a blood test done to make sure that my organs were working fine. So after taking the meds for about two to three years, um, I realized that it wasn't actually curing my condition. What it was doing, it was that was that it was just suppressing it. So that was when I decided to go on this mission to kind of like find a cure for myself. It through my research, I actually realized that a lot of the products that we're using on a day to day basis are actually causing these problems. So, for example, like mercury causes skin sensitivity and talc in our powder foundation causes like pore enlargements and clogged skin. And so that's why, you know, as we go through the days, we put on we, we put on all these like skincare and all this makeup and it's just causing the problems to come back over and over again in the visual cycle. So that was when I decided to go like organic and I'm like, you know what, I can't find a cure for myself. So I'm just going to like um, take, like, take away the ingredients that are causing these problems. And I found that when I switched to organic skincare, uh, my skin actually cleared up and I didn't have to go back to the doctors anymore for treatment. So I actually stopped all my treatments. Uh, but, but what I found during that period of time was that while there was a lot of organic skincare in the market, there wasn't a lot of organic makeup. And every time I used the makeup back again, um, I'll, I'll start to get the pimples over and over again. So I was like, oh my God, like where do I find like authentic, good organic makeup that actually works and doesn't have these chemicals? Um, and that was when I actually decided to kind of like create my own. Like, well, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so no so you, you mentioned one thing really interesting is that, that we could, we can find so many organic skincare brands in the market, but we usually, it's hard to find organic makeup. I mean, I, I think I can count on one hand how many brands I know of personally available in Singapore. Yeah. So can exactly. you tell me why there were so little choices for organic makeup in comparison to skincare? Um, so one of the things is that it's very difficult to achieve consistency in color, texture, and scents due to the variations uh, in plants during the different seasons. I think with skincare, because a lot of it is water-based, so it, it's, it's very much more easy to control that consistency. But when it comes to like you know cream products or powder products, um, as well as products that require specific, let's say lipsticks, um, if let's say our lipsticks are made of certain flower petals, you know, during winter and summer, the flowers itself will be different. So um, that's in one of our disclaimers in our website as well, that, you know, there might be some slight variations in terms of scents, uh, textures and colors. So I guess that's one of the um, big difficulties in being able to create a cons consistent line of color cosmetics. 
Mm. Um, the other thing is that because for cosmetics, is you need a high number of SKUs. So like just foundation alone, we need at least like 10 to, you know, like Rihanna has 40. So different shades of foundations. So, you know, and that's only one product line. So then you have your eyeliner, you have your blush, and blush also has like a few different colors. You have lipsticks, which has many different colors. And so the high number of variations uh, that is needed to create a comprehensive line actually makes the creation of this line extremely capital intensive. So I guess that's one of uh, the reasons why there's also some resistance and it's, it's easier to come up with a line of skincare that has like maybe five to 10 SKUs um, as opposed to, you know, color cosmetics, which has like 80 to 100 to 200 different SKUs. So it's a very, very big difference. Um, it's also difficult to achieve different shades to create a comprehensive line of makeup. So during that time when I was going organic, uh, one of the brands that I really liked had some makeup, but they only had like maybe three shades of foundation and like two shades of blush and three shades of lipstick. And that's, that was about it. So with so few different uh, color variations, it's kind of difficult to come up a line on its own. In your experience, what was the most difficult product to, to formulate? Uh, organically, it will be the BB cream because um, in order to achieve the uh, sun protection qualities, we actually need to use a certain percentage of minerals. And once the mineral content goes beyond a certain amount, we can't claim that the product is organic anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so far, I haven't found any organic ingredient that has sun protection properties, per se. Right. So yeah. when, you were, when you were developing the line, what would you say was the biggest struggle and what's, what's something that you probably wish you knew before going into this? Wow. Um, so at the point of time, I had a very simple dream, right? I just wanted to create makeup that I could use for myself. Um, well, the first difficulty I, I faced was finding a factory that could create the products the way I wanted it to be, exactly. Mm-hmm. So like one of my strict criteria was that I didn't want any nanoparticles in my products. And that alone is something very difficult to find because a lot of factories out there don't do it. Um, I also wanted a high con- a high percentage of organic content. So with our products, it's about 90% organic, um, you know, with zero synthetic chemicals and fragrances. And then at the same time, it needs to be high performance as, as a makeup brand. So, you know, the coverage must be high, it must be long lasting, the pigments must be strong. And, you know, at that point of time, it's difficult to find that factory that could do all this at the same time. So it took me a year for the whole R&D process. I wish someone told me how difficult and how expensive this whole thing was going to be. Because <laughs> I had no idea, right? To me, I was just like, oh, this is not just how I actually, I just go do it. But yeah, uh, it's a lot of work. But it's if you knew, you would work. still continue doing this, right? Uh, I, may, I may start with a much, much smaller dream. <laughs> I may. Um, just because, like, I, you know, at the point of time when you first start, you don't actually expect that much work to go into it. I mean, things as simple as, like, creating our labels. You know, I mm. I believe I spent like two months just trying to finalize our label design and checking every single ingredient every single time that there's a revision because these are things that like you definitely can't go wrong. Like you can't have a printing error, you can't have anything that's omitted. Um, so just the labels alone took me a couple of months to like finalize. Mm. Yeah, right. It seems like there are a lot of limitations when it comes to creating organic makeup. I, I want to know if there's one limitation that, that you are trying to overcome. Mm, I think the most difficult limitation would be to find um, the right 
formulations for to create a much bigger line because the thing is like a lot of times we're very limited by the number of rocks and the number of flowers you can find right um mm -hmm. and to also make sure that the products are stable because we can always find new ingredients but when we add it on to the existing formulations it may not always work you know if you look at one a makeup brand that is not organic and they can do things the conventional way it's really already hard for them to mm. to get the right shades out right yeah that's is that, right is that more difficult for a brand uh, like yours definitely definitely it's more difficult um but what i can say is that with our foundations it's kind of like a plus minus two shades so even personally for myself i can use up to like two different shades because it's mm. it can be sheer but it's also buildable at the same time and it has a very natural coverage so it doesn't look weird when you are kind of like not using a color that's exactly 100% your skin tone. Um, so, so far, I've actually tried, like, personally for myself, like, uh, Perfection, Divine, and Pure, and it kind of works. <laughs> so, really? yeah, it's like a plus minus two shade. So, it gets a bit more flexibility in that sense. But that being said, uh, we do have our foundation shade ranges available from very fair Caucasians to, like, African-American skin even. Will you say that you are continuing to try and improve the formulations of your products? Absolutely, absolutely. So right now, for example, we are still trying to formulate an organic version of the BB cream. Um, but, you know, stay tuned because we're still in the process of like reformulation. Do you think it would be possible um, to see more organic makeup brands in the future? Like, will, will as science um, continues to advance, do you think it will, it will be easier for you to, to develop them? Um, I hope so, and I and I would kind of accredit that to like the demand uh, that is increasing right now for organic products. I mean, one of the challenges is that um, because organic products actually cost ten times more to make than chemical based products, right? So a lot of uh, brands and companies are not willing to invest that kind of money into the product itself. They would rather invest into branding. They would rather rather invest into marketing. So when people look at the cost price of organic products and they're like, you know what, the margins are not going to be enough to go around, they may not even want to go into it at all. So it takes mm. a certain level of passion and belief in the product to actually want to invest that amount of money into the product itself um, and then have to pile on more money to get the branding out, the education out, because people are not um, as... I would say mature uh, with regards to the wellness space um, at this point in time because, you know, a lot of times people don't actually even know, like, the damage that, you know, the chemicals could cause. Right. Yeah. Let's say someone wants to go into this space, right? Mm -hmm. What's your one advice for them? The organic makeup space or the makeup space? <laughs> <laughs> organic makeup space. To create their line of organic makeup. Yeah. Uh, it's, you need a lot of passion. <laughs> You really need a lot of passion, and I'm not, and I can't emphasize this enough because, you know, even when I went to um, the Beauty and Money Summit in New York uh, last couple of years ago, when people found out I was doing organic makeup, and we're talking about CEO of like Clarins, you know, like really big conglomerates, they're like, "Are you crazy? Like, why would you do this?" <laughs> Everyone was just like, color cosmetics in itself is already like one of the hardest industries to go into. It's like one of the di most difficult because of the sheer number of SKUs and you got a color match, you know. For someone to buy skincare online is very easy because, you know, it's like a one size fit all, but that's not really the case with makeup. So there's a lot of challenges involved in the whole process and you must really, really, really have a lot of belief and passion in, in this space um, for you to be able to block out all this noise when everyone's just telling you that you made a mistake. What's next for, for Light Organics? What's, what's on the horizon in terms of like, you know, the business sense or even R&D 
or personally, what are the, some goals you want to achieve? Um, so currently right now, we are looking at increasing our product range. Um, so it's always a big challenge because it's about, you know, give, making sure that people have uh, enough choices and at the same time kind of presenting to them a very simplified uh, portfolio of products. Because personally for myself, and um, it seems that, you know, through our, our market research as well, a lot of times women get very confused when there is too many options. So how do you balance between too many options and getting confused and having enough for you know, to be able to be to suit their needs. So we are looking at coming up with like additional product lines, which are also multifunctional, so that it kind of gives people that option of being able to mix and match and, you know, kind of use say the lipsticks for their blush at the same time, if they want to keep uh, their makeup pouch minimal, for mm. example. Uh, we are also looking at a new launch coming up uh, officially in China with Timor Global. So that's really exciting. Uh, I think that it's it's very interesting for us to like you know explore different markets. Um, I think one of the fun things for me especially is understanding the different consumer markets in the different countries. And I think it's it's very fun to be able to you know see the differences between the different countries that we are in. Wow, that's it. Seems like you have a lot on your plate. Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> I have a great team. Very thankful for that. Well, thanks so much for taking the time to sit down and, and chat with me about this. I really oh, appreciate so it. It was totally fun. This has been Amanda for CosmeticsDesignAsia.com. Join me again for another episode of Indie Pioneers to learn more about the amazing people behind Asia Pacific beauty brands.